0: Well thank you so much Lauren for being with me today on the Wave Capitals guest speaker series on relationship building in a team environment episode 25. Thanks so much Lauren for being here.
1: Woohoo, episode 25. That's awesome. I'm I'm thrilled to be here and uh certainly great to great to meet with you and chat with you here face to face in the virtual world.
0: Yes, definitely. And I used to work at ESPN and have great fond memories and I know that you're a reporter for ESPN I Look forward to hearing from you about what you feel is a great definition in your mind of relationship building.
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, obviously, um, you know, as we were talking before we hopped on this podcast, you know, relationships, I think are so important and it has been such a big part of the industry that I work in um, as a sports reporter and, and you know this and and trying to kind of build up those relationships are so important. So from the time that, you know, we're in high school, we graduate high school into college and then obviously college into the working world and just de- developing those relationships. But I tell people it's so important not only to make connections right and, and create relationships but to plant those seeds water them and watch them grow and foster those relationships and i think that's what's you know really critical and really key and you know what what really makes what we get to do every day for a living, whatever it may be, whether it is in the sports world and broadcasting or in, um, you know, finance or whatever industry that you're in, you know, relationships, I think are one of the key components and one of the most important things. And also one of the things that I'm most passionate about are those relationships that make my job unique and special.
0: And I think that you touch upon it. I mean, it's all about the relationships, right? It doesn't matter whether it's sports broadcasting, whether it's in the legal profession, the medical profession, whether you're an engineer, whether you are a person who is into the clothing industry, it doesn't matter. If you have a passion for something and you have a product or service and you're looking to sell that to a consumer, or even if you are just telling a story as a journalist It's Mm -hmm. all about building relationships and having the resources to get your job done effectively. But also from a personal sense, it doesn't have to necessarily be from a professional sense. It's also about having different types of personal relationships, whether it's with a spouse or a significant other, your family, or what have you. What got you into the sports broadcast industry? Was it always a passion of yours? Or how did relationships uh, probably play a big part in that?
1: Yeah, it's such a great question, and you know the answer to that is no. Um, I actually had had did not have aspirations of being a broadcaster um, early in my childhood, into my teenage years, and even into college. So I actually had aspirations to be a sports doctor. I always wanted to be a sports doctor and athletic trainer. Uh, as a former athlete myself, I was a gymnast, a competitive gymnast from a very early age. With gymnastics, also comes a lot of injuries, and so for me, it was really just. Uh, recognizing the uh, importance of my doctors and my trainers that were able to rehab me and get me back out there to compete again. And so seeing the importance and significance of that. It was something that was always interesting, uh, for me and obviously being in the sports world, but also helping athletes just to, to kind of get back on track and to be able to get back out there and, and compete at a high level and, you know, ultimately be able to live out their dreams. And so really that was my early dream, uh, growing up and then, um, you know, things happened and, and, uh, life happened and realized that sports broadcasting was maybe something that fit more in line with my passions and, and maybe my purpose. And a lot of that just came with sort of stepping back and reevaluating myself, reevaluating who I was, who I wanted to be. And, um, really just, uh, you know, kind of having, um, you know, that foundation because look, bottom line is Garrett, we, we, we all, you know, um, I think grow up with aspirations We all, all have interests, passions, things we love. We also have things that are kind of instilled in us from an early age, whether it's our parents or someone we look up to, but those things change, those things evolve. And oftentimes I think it's, it's so easy to uh, get kind of caught in that uh, mindset of, well, this is what I set out to do and I'm going to do it, you know? But for me, I think it, it was just an opportunity to take a step back and realize that maybe there's something else out there I'm passionate about, and that maybe my skill set fits a little better than pursuing medicine, which was the original uh, dream and aspiration and goal. And uh, you know, realize maybe that wasn't for me; it wasn't cut out for it. And um, let's shift gears and figure out what I can be good at and what I can enjoy more.
0: Well, you're right. I mean, passions take on all different, you know, forms. I mean, you went from thinking that you want to be somebody in sports medicine and it led you to sports reporting and you work for ESPN, which uh, organization I'm very familiar with. And you know, for me, after I graduated from college and having different contract positions in sports production and media and whatnot, I fell into the finance world, getting my real estate licenses and not wanting to be in brokerage. I wanted to be more on the business development side, client development, you know working with my father which has been you know a great experience have learned a lot you know taking the company to you know different exciting levels and expanding the practice over the years but knowing that i have a journalistic spirit at heart and wanting to be a source of information and wanting to start this podcast wanting to write a book based on this podcast wanting to do on-air national and local media appearances and also providing digital content for major uh, outlets. So it's great that I can connect with people like yourself because this is relationship building. This is an example of it. And I can think of so many mentors along the way for you, who would you say would be your key mentors? You know, is it family members, former teachers, former or current colleagues you've worked with? I'm curious to know more.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's a long line of those mentors and people that that I look up to and certainly um, have kind of helped to guide me in in many directions and and kind of lead me to where I am today, you know, but I go back to obviously, you know, starting with my parents and both of my parents were a big part of my life and, uh, you know, a a big guiding light for myself and my brother growing up, always kind of there to encourage my brother and I, especially in our sports or athletics or academics, and really just kind of paved the way in the early part of my um, life. And, you know, unfortunately, I lost both of my parents when I was 18 years old. Very
0: sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that, that was hard. Um, That was a tough experience. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, really having to take a step back. So that's when I had to sort of make that decision for myself. Okay. How am I going to, how am I going to reevaluate the direction I'm heading? And how do I re sort of reinvent myself, recreate myself and kind of find my identity again. And um, you know, I think my parents were always such a big part of my identity and who I was. And so when I was 18, you know, I was a freshman in college, but still very young very naive to the world and um, just uncertain of what was next. And so, you know, having having them there uh, for me was was tremendous. And even now, almost 19 years since their passing, they still continue to be such a resource for me and such a light for me in my life, because I feel like I can carry on their legacy. And that is part of my story. And part of why I'm in sports broadcasting to begin with is being able to tell stories, stories that I believe have such a powerful impact on other people's lives. And that is where I've landed uh, in this broadcasting uh, field. As you know, working at ESPN, a lot of it, oh, wow, like I get to, Talk to and, and interview and, and and be around some of the biggest names in sports, right? But you realize there's so much more to that than just a face or a, a voice that's coming out of that television set or that radio broadcast, that there's a story and there's a story behind every single player, every single athlete, every single coach, every single program. And those stories have such a significant meaning. And I think it's what makes sports unique and what's ma- what makes all of us unique, that we all have a story, but it also bonds us together and provides that unity because we all have a story and our stories I believe can have that impact. And I feel like my parents and their legacy um has really kind of instilled that in me. So I would say obviously I point to them as a big role model for me and, and somebody that you know two people that I really uh helped forge this um you know life of mine. And then you know I look at, at my auntie Linda, my uncle Mike, and you know, really when my parents passed away they kind of took over uh as, as you know, again I'm 18, not legal guardianship, but um I was still a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what direction I was going. And so I think they really helped me to see that despite tragedy, despite loss, that, you know, my parents aren't defined by how they died, but by how they live their lives, I can carry on that torch. And I had commitments to my, to, to my school, you know, I went to Rutgers on scholarship and, you know, I had a commitment. So, you know, shortly after their passing, I, I had that commitment and I had to maintain that commitment and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand tall. I'm going to get through this. Was it easy? No. Um, has it been a challenge? Yes. Still continues to be a challenge to navigate some of those things. But with that being said, I'm just so thankful to be on this end of it. And then in terms of the broadcasting industry, you know, I think that's one of the unique things about sort of my journey is again, I didn't wake up and, and, uh, you know, as a young kid and be like, Oh man, I want to be a sports broadcaster. Like, this is great. You know, this what, what a cool job. I always thought it was cool. I'd be sitting at home watching TV and watching the, um, excitement of, 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 sports and, and live television and, you know, always thought it was cool. And as a former gymnast, you know, I was performance was built into me. I was a performer. I love to perform, but, um, You know, I didn't really have that specific role model growing up or somebody in the industry, someone in broadcasting that I was like, oh, I want to be like them one day. Really, that onset of that wasn't until later in my life. And so, of course, you know, looking up to various people in the industry. But, you know, I got to tell you, I've been so fortunate along the way to work with so many talented people uh, working on SEC Nation, um, you know, earlier on in my ESPN career, getting to work with people like Laura Rutledge, who was, is just such a, 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 first of all, a phenomenal human being, and, and I love and adore her, Um, but so talented in so many ways, and, and just kind of watching her grow, and watching her kind of overcome some of the challenges, and the barriers that might be set forth, and really just, just dominating the industry and then just other people like Paul Feinbaum and work with Marcus Spears and Tim Tebow and, and those guys, and really just kind of getting to learn TV from the ground up and get to learn from people that have been there and done that and been part of it. And, um, you know, just thankful for those experiences because I truly believe Garrett, that we are, um, you know, we are molded into who we are based on our experiences and the experiences we have. And every little stepping stone along the way has significance. And I think it's so important to remember that because, um, you know, I think, again, it's what helps us to build strength and character and to get us to where we're going into that destination.
0: I really believe that. and I think that it is fate. I think it's the decisions you make and the decisions you make today that will shape the course of your future because every action will always have a reaction and that's why being judicious and being a sound mind when you're making decisions and who you associate with and who you want to work with and you know the stories that you get to tell of other people or other sports teams or figures whom you're covering you know, it's not all about the triumphs. It's all about the challenges too. And you definitely are able to relate because you have dealt with a great sense of loss in your life. And you know, I have too. I've lost family members in the past too. Uh, but you have had a unique, interestingly tough challenge of losing two central figures in your life at a relatively young age, being both your parents and you were so blessed to have them for the 18 years that you did but you wish that you could have had them for longer and i really feel your loss and pain because i know how much it is for me to have the parents that i have in my life and i know that your parents are very proud of you from above and
1: you know really wow. proud of all yeah.
0: your success and i think that you know there's always and you have to believe this that there's always a silver lining to everything. And I think that, you know, you probably through your tragedy that you had to face early on in college, and by your other family members, you know, standing in place to be able to help guide you in your next, you know, part of your journey, that, you know, you really learned a lot from that and, and you've been able to help other people. You know, how much of the relationship building have you done with your uncle and aunt? You probably never thought, you know, growing up that they would take those type of roles in your life until they did. I mean, how much has that made of strong relationships with them?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that was very significant and important in my life because, there are people. And, and you said, you know, having my parents for 18 years, such a blessing. And, and I truly, truly believe that. And, and so thankful for that because there are people that grow up without parents. There are people that grow up with maybe one parent or don't get to even experience that bond that I felt I experienced with my parents. So thankful for that, but also thankful, like you said, for my aunt and uncle who really stepped in really without missing a beat seamlessly to say, hey, you know, look, we're, we're going to take care of you. And, and I was fortunate, you know, my aunt was in my life at a very young age. Her and my mom were very close. So this is my mom's older sister. So, you know, developing those relationships and really just you know, navigating that though. But here's the thing, you know, nobody replaces my parents. So I'm having to also, in my mind, kind of flip the switch and say, okay, you know, my aunt and uncle aren't my parents. So even when I would throw a fit like, oh, a curfew, like, what are you talking about? My parents didn't make me have a curfew. You're making me have a curfew. You know, it's it's those things where you have to adjust to life being different and following different house rules and following how things are done differently, um, you know, for better or for worse. And, and really just a learning experience and and really just kind of navigating that also while growing up right? I mean, there's so many challenges that come with growing up, but I got to tell you too, just being so thankful for my aunt and uncle, but then going back to Rutgers, having those, those teammates of mine and coaches and the relationships that I was able to, to um, forge there at Rutgers is so significant to me. And, 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 some of the greatest relationships I have and still to date, just people that are so special to me. And honestly, um, many times when I wanted to wave the white flag and say, you know what, I'm out, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This, 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 this is just this isn't working. Um, when my grades were slipping and I just wasn't competing at a high level and I was always injured and I was just depressed, sad, feeling all these emotions, and but I was suppressing them. But I had coaches and teammates that loved on me and gave me tough love. And they said, look, bottom line is like, you got to, you got to take the first step here. We can't do it for you. We have the resources. We want to help you. We want to help you to, um, you know, find that pathway to success. Well, we can't do it for you. We can help you, but we can't do it for you. And so I'm really thankful for those relationships too, that I have and and keeping those relationships going. And here's one thing, Garrett, that I do want to point out too. And I think that's so easy for us to get consumed in this social media world, right? You know, we're always on the digital, we always got our phones and, and social media. And I think it's a wonderful thing because i'm able to keep up with my my college roommate and my teammates and to see what's happening in life and see their kids growing up and you know just get those updates um because you know as you start to to bring more people into your life more relationships to keep up with it can be hard and it's great because you do feel like you get assertive in in those relationships and saying okay you know i'm gonna pick up the phone let's have a phone date let's have a faceTime date let's jump on zoom let's jump on faceTime whatever it is to just continue those conversations a quick text message Message, a message, voice to text, whatever it is, but having those relationships, continuing those relationships, because some of the best relationships, and I think you can agree with me, are the ones where as time passes, that you can literally um, pick up the phone or, or go on a trip with someone and you feel like you left off exactly where you where, where you started right so you know you pick up right where you left off and I've got so many friends like that and so many relationships that I'm so thankful for and really here in the tv business you know I've been I've been um you know in, in uh given the opportunity I guess you could say to to bounce around to different markets but in that while, um, you know, it can be trying at times and challenging to figure out what that next step, what that next step is, when you don't necessarily know what your your next year, your next job holds. But um, I've gathered so many friends and relationships along the way. It's just like, oh, I'll take you, I'll take you, I'll take you, right? And then you just take them along with you. And even though you go your own separate ways, there are those people that you always come back to and that you can always have. That um, love for and just that personal relationship, and I think it's just so important um, again to have those relationships and and to really um, you know love on those relationships and and, sh- and and show those people how much they mean to you because those are the really truly authentic ones and the ones that are going to have a significant impact for the rest of your life.
0: Absolutely. And your TV stops along the way before you got to ESPN, and obviously you covered what it was like at Rutgers and it was tough love. And, you know, you had coaches and you had your teammates and friends help you get through a very tough time. You know, what are some of those experiences going into the professional working world? And before you got to ESPN, were there any moments where, you know, you were able to really learn and grow from what you had experienced to get your mind off things and be more of a productive professional, if you will, and and how to be mentally disciplined to not, you know, think of those times, but to really get you on a track where you felt that, you know, everything will be okay?
1: Yeah, great question, uh, Garrett. And and honestly, you know, I think a lot of that came with the profession that I was in, right? So a lot of that became uh, enlightening for me, because as I'm out here covering games and and sharing highlights and stories and, 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 you know, um, covering various sports day to day, you know, I started to realize the power of story and, you know, I'm being, I'm being, um, you know, tasked with sharing the stories of these coaches and these athletes and these, these, these people that are part of these sports programs. And yet I couldn't share my own story. And I think that is where, as I started to, grow and develop and mature in my profession that I did realize that there is so much power in story and so much power in, in, in the opportunity to share those stories. And so as I entered into the world of ESPN and, and into covering games more um, on a regular basis and you know being uh, behind the scenes and obviously in front of the camera both, uh, it was just that realization, the impact that you know when I would go share someone's story, that someone else would look at that and be like, "Wow, that's so inspiring, so encouraging. I needed to hear that today. I needed that inspiration. I needed to have that uplifting moment and, and um, you know, feel, feel uh, empowered by that story. And I think that's where that growth started to happen. And so getting into TV, it was like, oh, cool, like I'm covering sports. This is so awesome. But then the realization that there's so much more to it and you know i don't take any of that for granted you know yeah i i, I you know to me uh going out there and, and being on tv um is kind of a sidebar to being able to be a voice and an advocate and um someone that can use that platform to inspire and lift others up and to help them to navigate difficult circumstances and to say, hey, if he did it or she did it, I can do it too. And really bridging those connections. And I think that's what's so cool about this, bridging those connections between people Um, Quick story, uh, when I was covering the South Carolina-Kentucky game this year, a young man um, on the Kentucky football team, J.J. Weaver, uh, has a unique story himself, and one that he wasn't um, always open to sharing. He actually has six fingers. He was born with six fingers on one hand and six fingers that actually are fully functional. And he was always kind of embarrassed to share that with people, but then realized that Hey, you know, maybe if I share this with people, then they can see it's okay to be different. It's okay to be unique, you know, be, be unique, be different. Um, That's what makes us uniquely who we are. And when I shared that story on the broadcast, um, there was actually a third grade teacher from a local school there in Kentucky that reached out to the the, uh, football program and said she had seen the story, said that she had uh, been born with six fingers and it had since been removed. She also had two students that were born with six fingers and how powerful that story was to see that and to see that football player to continue, see JJ continue to to grow and to just be such a, a, a light for other people. And so he ended up going and visiting that school and sitting down with those two students that had six fingers and just said, hey, like it's okay to be different. It's okay to be different, embrace this, embrace being unique and different because it's only going to inspire and motivate other people and just the the amazing to me the amazing connection that happened there and again it's all about relationships and now those third graders have had this experience that they will carry with them forever and, and hopefully will use it to their benefit and use it in a positive way to influence their lives and their lives others.
0: and I think that it's all about relatability too and the fact that you know to have that unique trait, yet it is shared with a few other people. And he was able to, as you mentioned, you know, make them feel accepted and make them feel that yes, they're different, but they're human beings just like everybody else. And although it's a minor and it's also something that, you know, is a part of them, but it pales in comparison to the life that you live. And all the great things that you can do in this world. And just that one difference does not define who he or she is. And I think that the fact that you were able to cover that game and learn about JJ Weaver, and he was able to, you know, inspire those uh, school children. And I think, again, that's great that you come across people who want to tell their story and who feel that you know, their story is worth telling because they wanna help and inspire other people who are going through similar challenges. And do you feel that you are able to identify with a lot of different challenges when you're covering games of, that when you're telling stories, you often come across people who are going through difficult situations and you feel like because of what you've had to go through in your life that you're able to relate to people more?
1: yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a correlation there, um, you know, the word empathy and being able to empathize. Now, look, everyone's experiences are different, right? And so I think it's oftentimes we like to compare experiences and sometimes, oh, well, like I can imagine what you've been through. I've, you know uh, comparing tragedies, comparing um lived experiences. And while I think you know we can we can learn and grow from one another, your experience is your experience. My experience is my experience. And we can share the defeat, experiencing um, the upset, the devastation, the heartache, the injuries. You know, I can empathize with that. I can feel that emotion. So when a player has to go out for the season because they blew out a leg or blew out a knee and, you know, now they've got to have ACL surgery and won't be back for three months. Like I've, I've, I, 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 I can empathize with that. I can understand what that's like. And again, while my experience is not identical to that person's experience, it's so amazing when you can have that connection. And I truly think that um, my experiences have given me such a deep level of gratitude. And that's not to say that had that tragedy have not happened to me when I was 18, that I wouldn't have gratitude, but I do think it is heightened and enhanced my level of gratitude because of those experiences and realizing just how fragile our lives are and just how um, time does not stand still and that it's so important that we embrace the time that we have here and we embrace the people that are around us and love on them and show care and show compassion because relationships to me are one of the most significant things that we can pour into our lives and to find gratitude from and to really just um you know, live, live a happier, more joyful life through those relationships that we have with other people.
0: May I ask how your parents passed?
1: Yes, So actually my parents, um, were both struggling with, uh, chronic pain. They were going to a pain management doctor In Roanoke, Virginia. And my mom had degenerative disc disease. My dad had chronic back pain, both of them struggling with that. My dad also uh, was a veteran, he was in the Navy. So he had some issues with some PTSD and depression as well. Both of them, though, being prescribed uh, some heavy um, opioids, uh, Oxycontin, and eventually my mom was prescribed fentanyl to help her manage her pain. And both of them eventually overdosed on fentanyl, both within a few hours of each other. Unfortunately, um, they were fighting a silent battle with addiction they were doing what they could to mask the pain, but also to mask the addiction. And so we, as a family, when we learned of their passing and learned of how they passed many months after they actually passed away, were just left kind of in shock. You know, how did this happen? How did this happen to two people that are loved by so many and that just loved the world and loved my brother and I and loved our family? How could this happen to two people so quickly and so tragically? Um, you know, and that's, that's the, the sadness of, of addiction and the isolation that a lot of times the stigma of addiction creates. And, uh, you know, it just, it's, 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 it's sad how they left this world. And, um, you know, I hate to know that the pain that they were in and the, the, the silence and the struggle that they had with their addiction, but I am just grateful for having more education and understanding what addiction is and and loving my parents no less because of it, Um, really loving them more, embracing them more because of the challenges they face. So that's one thing, you know, I encourage people that might be going through something tough, um, you know, speak up, speak out, talk to someone, talk to a friend, family member, go see a counselor, a therapist, Uh, having those conversations and being able to open up and truly explore What is happening to you internally is so important and will really help you to kind of connect the dots and maybe understand why you react and respond to certain things or why you're unable to get past a specific challenge or obstacle that's in your way and what you can do to perhaps alleviate some of that um, stress and that pain you may be feeling and to be able to move forward and to increase that window of tolerance. And so, um, you know, it's been a journey. And it has not been free of pain and it's been very difficult to me to be able to sit here today with you, Garrett, and and share this story. You know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do it just because I was very ashamed of my story and ashamed of of what had happened to my parents. But I'm so grateful and so blessed to have that opportunity and to be here. And hopefully if someone out there is listening, you know, this might inspire and encourage them to do the same, to embrace their story, love their story and and, and, and lean into some of the relationships they have and use that to empower them just to be stronger and to be more vulnerable and transparent and just to to live a maybe more joyful, um, gracious life
0: and you are not alone not only with what situation you have i'm sure there are others who have lost family members to addiction or close friends and it's very tragic i'm again i'm so sorry that you went through that in your life i know it has made you a stronger person i would imagine and someone who feels that she has a calling to help others and be a voice for the voiceless if they're going through you know, trauma, but silently and that you can encourage them to speak up and speak out of how they feel and going through the proper channels of therapy or counseling or what have you. And do you see yourself as a mentor to others? Are there people who you stay in touch with, who look to you for guidance and mentorship, you know, because they can identify with some of the challenges that you've had. And are there any foundations or are there any nonprofit organizations that you've thought to be a part of based upon your experiences? Or talk to me about some of the philanthropic work that you might be involved with, or maybe work that you would like to partake in the future if that is something that you have always aspired to based upon your experiences.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think that's also where we find our purpose, right? And being able to do things outside of maybe our comfort zone or outside the realm of what we're used to working that nine to five right now we know in the sports world there's no such thing as a nine to five, but you get the drift right. Um, And, 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 uh, you know, I, I. In recent years have become more involved um, with, with, with advocacy work, really uh, working um, closely with an organization here in, in Birmingham, Alabama, where I live, called the Addiction Prevention Coalition, and I'm on the board of directors there and um, the advisory council and uh, do a lot of volunteer work with them and just outreach going to schools, talking to kids. I actually spoke to a uh, Indian Springs high school today to the eighth and ninth graders, just sharing with them the importance of decision-making, the importance of embracing your story and the importance of, you know, making smart choices and, 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 and really evaluating um, and taking inventory of who you are and your identity and who you want to be and figuring out, what's next and figuring out how you can live your best life and be the best version of yourself. And so, yes, I love the opportunity to be able to do that and 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 provide that outreach and provide that education for people and um, just use my experiences to reach other people and to, to be that voice and to have that platform. And so while a lot of times I look at, you know, my opportunity as a sports reporter as is a tremendous opportunity, but I also love that I can use it as a platform to reach more people and to, um, you know, just share uh, you know, a positive influence and poly- positive reinforcement and encouragement and motivation for others. Um, you know, just to continue um, fighting, to continue fighting the battles that are sure to come in this lifetime. Um, life is hard. life is not easy, and we're all going to experience uh, challenges and pitfalls. But in your response, that's that's what's key. How are you going to respond? To those challenges, how are you going to find that inner resilience and that perseverance? Because I do believe that perseverance is synonymous with success, and being able to persevere through something is also going to be what leads you down that road to success. And um, you know, being able to key in on that and use that uh, as sort of your motivation and and tool and resource, I think, is so important.
0: And perseverance is, I think, the epitome of you know the strength and will within to just keep fighting and keep you know moving forward. And you find that life will always have its challenges, always have along the way, you know, disappointments or maybe expectations that are not fully met. But as long as you keep trying your very best and do the very best you can possibly do, you won't have any regrets you know the goals and dreams and aspirations that you have and having a passion to get up every morning and to you know be a reporter for espn like yourself but also know that outside of work you can touch other people's lives along the way what i've learned in these podcasts and these episodes and interviewing all these uh you know fellow professionals they talk about you know what it takes to be successful and they also talk about the the humble beginnings that they had any final words about what relationship building you know means to you and what you have taken from your time today speaking with me about it and you know how do you plan on relationship building you know going forward
1: yeah i mean i just think relationships like i said are so critical so key and again it's it's not just establishing a relationship but it's planting those seeds watering it watching it grow and I think having gratitude in those relationships right so when you build those relationships no matter how big how small is having gratitude and expressing your gratitude towards that person and the job that they're doing right you know that's one thing I've learned especially in my time at ESPN is to you know really um kind of hone in on uh you know just The gratitude and the village of people it takes to create content and to create what we do for a living and what we do for a game broadcast, like I'm just 1% of the operation. So I say this often, you know, it's having gratitude for people establishing those relationships, building it. And I think the more that you can establish those relationships, the more trust that you garner, the more loyalty and the more that people are gonna wanna work hard for you. I wanna work hard, if I work hard for someone, they're gonna wanna work hard in return. And I think that it all builds that sort of cyclical effect that just helps with productivity. And again, with, with, with gratitude and with people wanting to be there wanting to do a good job, wanting to do a better job, wanting to be better, uh, you know, workers, but also better people as a whole. And so I think it's just important to, uh, again, um, forge those relationships, um, you know, plant those seeds, water them, watch them grow, and always, always, always express gratitude along the way.
0: Well, thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate your time here today on the Wave Capital's guest speaker series on relationship building in a team environment. Thank you. Take care.